I want to share every year God gives me, it will give me a word to connect my faith to for the church and it applies to the church and um, it's been happening for many years and then I will, I'm talking about personally, I will work that word until that word works me. By that I mean, I will meditate on that word through the year because it's a mandate that God's giving. You know what a mandate is? Mandate is the authority to be able to do something. And so when he speaks a word, and obviously whatever word he speaks does not come from my mental intellect, but it comes from the word. So he'll give me words, a word or a few words, but then he'll give the scriptures so that we can meditate on the scriptures. Amen. So that our faith can rise, our minds can be renewed to that truth and we can walk in the fullness thereof. And so the word that he has given us for 2024 is thinking of more. Now it's interesting that he would put that out there when the world's economy is going in the opposite way. Hello. It's just like God to speak into a situation when there is um, seeming death. It's just like God to speak into that situation and you'll see it come through in the scriptures to reverse what the narrative is in the world. You and I do not live by the narrative of the world. We live by the Word of God and the unction of the Holy Ghost. And so I want us to turn this morning to, we're going to look at four scriptures to reinforce thinking of more in 2024. I know it rhymes. I don't know why sometimes the Lord will give you a rhyme, but He created language, so there must be a reason why He does it. So here we go, Proverbs 23, verse 7. For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, he says to you, but his heart is not with you. For as you think in your heart, so are you. So the word is a mirror, but let's get the scriptures out. Romans 12, 2. Let me encourage you this morning never to say when you hear words, scriptures like this, oh yes, I know that one. Unless there's fruitfulness, we don't know it. And even when there is fruitfulness, there's 30, 60, 100,000 fold potential out of that word, amen. So Romans 12, <clears throat> for Romans 12 verse two, and, be, and do not be conformed to this world. In fact, um, let me just go here. Let me just see if I can pick up the Amplified. My phone's in the other side, but um, okay, it's not coming up here. I don't have time to wait for it. So I'll read it in the King James, New King James. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by 
the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Who proves? You do. I do. He's spoken. His word has spoken. Heaven and earth will pass away, but his word will remain. So he's spoken. The word will produce if we believe. When we believe, it produces. But there's a growing process, which I think sometimes we seem to forget. Then Ephesians 3.20. Caleb, why don't you just get my phone? I think I need to. I want to give these to you in the Amplified. Um, just because they are amplified and um, it just has so much more weight than sometimes when we read the King James Version it's, it says, of, of course it speaks truth but not to, not to the same extent. Oh, they're behind me, okay. Okay, I suppose I never thought we could pull it up there but anyway, let me read it here. So if we go to... <clears throat> If we go to Romans 12, verse 2, stand by. Electronics can be great, but. And do not be conformed to this world any longer. Listen carefully with its superficial customs superficial values and customs, but be transformed and progressively changed as you mature spiritually. Now notice, when you go through the transformation, you begin to mature spiritually. So maturing spiritually is not what you look like, It's what you produce. You see, that's why Jesus got annoyed with the Sanhedrin, the Pharisees and the Sadducees in the times of old, because they looked religious but produced nothing. That's called religion. We're talking here about life in Christ. As you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind, How do you renew your mind? Well, the Bible tells us you focus on godly values and ethical attitudes. You don't excuse sin, you eradicate it so that you may prove for yourself what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect in His plan and purpose for you. Everybody say to yourself, God has a plan for me. God has a purpose for me. You're not just drifting through this earth. The Bible's just told you that. Amen. So let's go to the next one, which would be um, that I want us to look at Ephesians 3 verse 2. Ephesians 3 verse 2. I'm going to keep going back here. You're reading it up there. Um, Now don't read this once. Read it until it changes you. Now to him who is able, sorry, Ephesians 3.20. Now to him who is able to carry out, I'm on my own mission here. 
So I've been with the Lord for a good couple of hours yesterday, so please excuse me. Now to him who is able to carry out his purpose and do superabundantly more than all you dare ask. Let me, let me stop there. What would you dare ask God for? Well, I couldn't ask the Lord for that. He said what you would dare ask him for. Jesus said whatever you ask. He's not talking about wrong things. He's talking about in line with his word. Whatever you ask for. That's why there's so much frustration in the body of Christ because they whine and don't ask. I grew up with a mother that said to me, if you whine at me again, just ask me. Just ask. If you dare to ask or think infinitely beyond your greatest prayer, you ready for faith? Are you ready for 24? This is not just material wealth. Hopes or dreams. How many broken dreams are lying in this house today? According to His power that is at work within us. It's not our doing. It's His power by the Holy Ghost. Amen? Let's carry on to the next scripture. Philippians 4 verse 8. Philippians 4 verse 8. Finally. What's he telling the Philippians? This is final now. There's no more. Finally, believers, whatever is true, not your opinion. Oh, Grandma said, Grandpa said, Uncle Joe or Auntie Mary. Hello. Whatever is true, Jesus said, your word is true, O God. Whatever is honourable and worthy of respect, whatever is right and confirmed by God's word, whatever is pure and wholesome, whatever is lovely and brings peace. Whatever is admirable and of good repute. If there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think continually on these things. Center your mind on them and implant them in your heart. You are guaranteed that probably, I don't want to put a percentage to it, but probably the vast, vast percentage of time in your daily life, that's not going to happen. You have to make it happen. 
Are you with me? How do you make it happen? You think on the Word. I was saying to somebody this week, when I'm driving in, because South Africa has some of the worst drivers in the world. When I'm driving in in the morning, I speak the Word so I don't get taken by the environment because the environment can frustrate you. And the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. So we don't want to get wrathful. Anger, that means. Amen. So, this is not this word, thinking of more for 24. In 24, I want to stress very clearly, this is not a Christian false prosperity message. Get it right now. Because it's very important. As soon as we hear more, we think materially. Jesus said, seek the kingdom and get more, and then all these things shall be added to you. Right? You seek the kingdom. You seek the sovereignty of God. And so it's very important that we understand that. I'm not giving you a quick financial material get rich scheme. To the contrary, anything but. That's why I gave you the Scriptures. So this will require commitment because your thoughts wonder. If you've ever noticed when you're praying and this little thing called the belly gets hungry, suddenly you have visions of hamburgers <laughs> instead of God, right? Now, I know you're too spiritual. You'd never do that. But you know what I'm saying? Because this requires spiritual and mental fortitude to be realised. To keep your mind on track, God's track, takes commitment. It takes a war. The war is between our ears, in our mind. That's where the enemy throws darts of unbelief, doubt, lack, etc., etc., etc. So it's extremely important that we understand that. So it's got to be word-based and spirit moved. We've got to live by the Holy Ghost directing us every single day if we want to see more in 24. God gave us a word of the increase of His goodness last year. It was available to all. Now, this is not condemnation. I want you to take responsibility for what you hear. How many of us have walked in that? To what extent? Maybe I'm a bit ruthless with myself, but if it doesn't work, I won't preach it. If I can't live it, why should I preach it? See, a lot of preachers 
And I'm not talking about men behind the pulpit, I'm talking about congregation. There are a lot of teachers of the Word that know everything and have a Word for everybody, but their own lives produce very little. Hello, come on family. It's very important that we understand this because the world is moving further and further into lack, as we can see. I mean, <clears throat> you've just got to look at what's happening in the Middle East. Acute destruction. And it's gone like that through the ages, and that's a whole nother story, um, ministry of the Word, but we're not going there now. But Word-based faith and Holy Spirit guidance leads to a transformative life causing, this is literally what it does, it causes a marked change in our lives on the basis that we allow our thinking to align with the Word at every single opportunity. And if that's not happening, repent and make sure it starts happening. Even in a small way, will bring about amazing things in our lives. So it's going to, when you're thinking, when your thinking needs to align with God, it's going to take a surrender to the Word, a complete surrender to the Word and a commitment to allow the Word to change the way we're thinking. Now, many of us can quote many scriptures, but you see, it's that surrender and obedience to the Word when He unctions that will bring forth the fruit. I can't stress that enough. He doesn't take us to the Word just to see the Word. Let me go here quickly. This was not one of the scriptures, but I just sense um, a prompting on this. For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. For he who serves Christ in these things is acceptable to God and man. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? Acceptable to God and man. If he does what? If he allows righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. You have the spirit of joy in you. You've just got to let him out of your dungeon. Come on. Joy is not bless you, bless you, bless you. Joy is a deep-seated assurance. God's got me covered. Amen. Amen. Proverbs 23, verse 7. We've just read it. As a man thinks in his heart. That word thinks in the Hebrew means to split, to open.
Why did the Lord tell us to renew the mind? Because when we hear things, if we don't allow our mind to be renewed, we will reject those truths. Things that God said to me 40 years ago are materialising. It's not a quick scheme. Please hear me. It's a consistent believing day by day, allowing the Word to transform our lives so that we begin to see a marked change in our lives and in our environment. Amen. So your mind, the Bible says in this thinking, your mind acts as a gatekeeper. Did you know that? Your mind is a gatekeeper. It'll either open or close to truth. God set the human being as He is, spirit first, mind second, body third. We are three-part being. When we got born again, we heard. That's where it started. He didn't give us the measure of faith through our mouth. It came through our ear. Are you with me, family? And we open these ears to the biggest garbage out. I always know when people are bored, they start talking nonsense. <laughs> Have you ever noticed? Romans 8 verse 6, so your mind acts as a gatekeeper. Your mind will tell you, well, just do this. The thoughts will come. You can't stop the thoughts. You stop what you're doing with them. And the way you pull it down, because the Bible speaks so of that in 2 Corinthians 10, verse 3, 4 and 5, for though I walk in the flesh, I do not war against the flesh, for the weapons of my warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. So again, Paul warns the Corinthian church that their battle is spiritual. And so, if we look at Romans 8, 6, I'm giving you a lot of Scripture because I don't want you to go out of here with some seeming Christianese formula. This is the Word of God, family. This is the Word of God. Romans 8, 6, for to be carnally minded, fleshy, is death. That will eventually lead to physical death but what's happening in that death is there's no productive life that will come from it. And then he goes on to say, but to be spiritually minded is peace. Yeah. 
Shall we delve into peace a little bit? Peace is a verb. It's not a zone out. You know, we think peace is lying under some tree, somebody feeding us grapes. It's a verb. Peace is a verb. It's a doing word. It's not inactivity. It's an increase of activity. Jesus said, peace I leave with you. John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives. Let not your heart be troubled, neither be afraid. What was he speaking about? He was speaking about the ability to continue and you'll see it here in peace. Now peace means to join. Who do we join with? The Prince of Peace. He is called, Jesus is called the Prince of Peace. But, a, but something else that I would like to really enlighten you on is by implication, it speaks to prosperity. It speaks to set at one again. In other words, if you know the English language, that has the connotation that something that wasn't becomes so again. Something that's been contaminated is now restored. So peace sets at one again the Word functioning in our life every day, all day, any day. Let me show you how it works. I was coming back from the park, not the one in Etiquini, the game park for my birthday. And just, sorry, I did with all that was going on this morning, just thank you so much for your generosity in your gift. I really appreciate it. Obviously, I don't know who's all given and who hasn't, so to everybody, I really, really do appreciate it. Amen. I see it for what it is. It's your life you're sowing because you had to earn that money. Amen. Because the Bible said, and I know you do this, he who steals, steal no more. So you earned it. Amen. <laughs> Peace is a verb to set at one again. Uh, we were flying, we got to Johannesburg and we were flying back into Durban and Joshua, we spoke to Joshua and he said, there are hectic storms here and they've cancelled flights. So I don't know if your flight's going to take off. And I said to Joshua, in Jesus' name, my flight will take off. Now, I'm not being arrogant. I cannot afford anxiety or frustration because there's enough of it around I can have copious amounts if I want to, right? Because it never stops, right? It's all free, but it costs you, okay? You're given to it free, but it costs you. And so I said to him, no. And I said, Father, in the name of Jesus, our flight will leave. We got on our flight and we were here. The airport was empty, but we were here. 
Are you with me? Are you with me? Am I going to take the circumstance thinking of more in 24? If I had stayed, I would have had to pay a hotel bill. That's stealing. Because it wasn't my choice. If it's my choice, that's a different conversation. Are you with me, family? It's very, very important. Thinking of more. Thinking of more. Whether it's the relationship, whether it's your marriage. How about bringing more into your marriage? There's not one of us in this room today that can't add to our marriage union. Hello. Now it's really quiet in this house. Come on. Come on, family. So peace is a verb to join. With who? The Prince of Peace. So in the context of Romans 8, we are at enmity with God when we are carnally minded. And carnally minded is fleshy. It doesn't have to be adultery. It could be excessive hamburgers. It could be. I'm telling you. And the Lord's checking you. I used to drink anything between eight and 12 cups of tea a day. And the Lord intercepted my life and He said, you're out of control here. Stop it. It has no value to your body. Are you with me? If you can't stop tea, how are you going to stop pornography? Hello, now I'm preaching good. Come on, family. Can you see? And it's all in the mind. Lust is in the mind. Lust of money, lust of food, lust of whatever. It's in the mind. And if we leave it, it drops down into the heart and then it becomes perversion. We need to be prudent and objective in our thinking. And it's going to be challenging when you look at the world. Business people, when you look at the economy, we have a government who's on self-destruct mode. Right? That's the real thing. That's what's happening. Do we succumb to that? Or do we take the word, pray for them and stand firm so God continues to cause life where there was no life? Are you with me? The spirit of lack is in the earth. People don't like me saying that. But it is everywhere. Everywhere. But we don't have a spirit of lack. We have the spirit of Christ, the anointed one. We have the anointing that destroys the spirit of lack. That's who we have. Amen. 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 So let me help you. There are two entry gates in your life for information or revelation, the choice is yours. 
And those two gates influence the way we think. The Bible says in Deuteronomy 30 verse 19, don't just hear it in church, meditate on it constantly. I place before, when you're faced with a situation, look at it objectively and say, I'm looking at life and death. Which one am I gonna choose? Because he said, choose life. The way we think, choose life. The way we think, choose life. Amen? So I want you to see this. The first one is hearing. We hear all the time. We're hearing all the time. Garbage and life, all the time, constantly. So what I wanna remind you this morning, it's significant what we are hearing. So you're hearing, what are you hearing? What are you hearing? Are you hearing worry? Are you hearing lack? Are you hearing sickness? Are you hearing depression? Are you hearing disillusionment? What are you hearing? Are you hearing there's no hope? Are you hearing the world's going to hell in a basket? What are you hearing? What are you hearing? It's so very, very, very important. So hearing must never be underestimated. Do not stand around with people who speak death. Excuse yourself quickly. Love them and leave them and then go to prayer for them. But don't hang around people who drain you from life. Amen? You commit them to God. Because hearing, we know, is the vehicle for faith to grow. It's also the vehicle for doubt and unbelief to grow if we're not managing the narratives we are hearing in church, with friends, with family, in the workplace, on mainline media. It also feeds into the hearing. So what are we hearing? What are we hearing? What are we hearing? Number two, the eyes. What are you seeing? Because this is a sense realm and it gets into agreement and it blocks out your spirit man. So let's go to Matthew 6, verse 22 to 23. I'm not going to be able to finish this. I'll finish it tonight. Um, Matthew 6, verse 22 to 23. The lamp of the body is the eye. The lamp, where are you giving your eyes? What are you looking at? What are you looking at? I'll tell you what the Bible told you to look at. Keep the law before your eyes. Look neither left nor right. That seems a bit ridiculous. 
the results will be self-evident to those who think it's ridiculous. The lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye, is that what the Bible says? Is good. Your whole, what? Body will be full of what? Light. What does light do? Causes growth. Light causes growth. Light causes growth. Verse 23, but if your eye is bad, if your eye is bad, unhealthy, evil, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness. Can you see? So it's very important where your eyes are. I keep abreast, but my wife will bear me out. I keep abreast of what's going on in the world. But she'll tell you, I get up and say, that's enough now. And I put it off. I don't sit there and allow it to just permeate garbage in me. Because it's very hard to find the truth. So Matthew 6, and 23, the lamp of the body is the eye. A lamp illuminates our path. Light that brings from the Word of God is a type of revelation that we get from God's Word. So are you ready to think of more in 24? Because this is the journey you need to be going on. Because when your eye is full of light, that is revelation of God's ways, your life changes. Your life changes. Let, Let me go to the game park again. We were at Lions because I like to give you practical things because people get so spooky spiritual when they come into church and they bless me and hug me, but their lives are not working like that, you know. So um, I just want to see you, show you your father's interest, your father in heaven is interested in every aspect of your life. I was, we were at a lion sighting and they came on the line on the radio and they said there's a, um, two males and three females, do you want it? Because the tourists hadn't seen, that were on the truck with us, hadn't seen them. So they said, do you, want to, do you want to go and see them? We were with lions, mother and some cubs. And we said, yes. So he said, well, I'm telling you, it's a 45 minute drive so to the other side of the park. So it's quite a drive. Are you sure you want to go? Because they could move. They're only about five metres from the boundary. And then they cross over the boundary and we can't go there. We said, yeah, we want to go. We were 20 minutes out. I'm trying to speed it up. We were 20 minutes out, much bumping, much dust. 20 minutes out and he says, the lions have stood up. They're busy moving. I want to see those lions. (laughs) We said, go. We didn't ask the rest of the tourists at the back because they're unbelievers. So they're going to say, oh, well, then we're not going to go there. It's too far, you know. We said, no, go. We just, we just said, go. Janice said, pray. 
I am, well, I was going to pray, obviously. And I, I just simply petitioned to the Father. I simply petitioned. I said, Father, I want to see those lines, and they need to see the lines. I see lines often, but they've been very keen to see the male lines. So I'm just petitioning you. I'm asking you in the name of Jesus, cause them to lie down now. Because they were up walking. They came on the radio a minute or two later and said, quickly, how far are you? The lions have lain down. Now I know lions, when they're up, they're up and they move because it was evening. And we arrived there and we got half an hour with the lions. That's how God works. I am His child. Whatever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive it and you will have it. Come on, family. He'll do it for every one of us. Whether it's an aeroplane, a lion, I don't know what else, you know. What else? Don't just spiritualize. You are a spirit. You should be living as a spirit, which gives you dominion. Remember, when you go to be with Jesus, this body is staying behind. Your spirit and your mind is going to heaven in your resurrected body. Amen. So, hearing and seeing must not be influenced by personal feelings or opinions. Seeing or hearing must not be influenced by your personal feelings. In other words, emotionally, how did you feel when you came to church this morning? When you feel good, this is what most people live in, then God is so good today. But tomorrow, I don't know, He just gave up on me. And that's a lie. He never changes. We change. So when we're considering, let me just get this right, feelings and opinions, when we're considering and representing truth, we don't depend on opinions and feelings. When the Word speaks, do we have feelings? Yes. God put them there. But we do not Listen to our feelings when we're thinking of more. I mean, I, you know, I know when you go home this morning at lunch, I mean, some are going to be mad. Some are going to be sad. And we may even get a few glad. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Biblical thinking contradicts the world narrative. And there's a lot of it at the moment. Every man and his dog has become a social media reporter. That's their view. How much truth is in it? Amazing how reporters can become consultants on the television station and everybody listens to them. 
That's for nothing. Romans 4.17, we call, we call, we call. That word means to revitalize literally and figuratively things that don't exist as though they are. You see, we will only call things that are in the Word So while they may not be in the physical, they're in the spirit. We bring them by faith out of the spirit realm into the here and now. We let the Word work like God says it will work. So this may sound ridiculous, but when last did you call something which does not exist as though it does? It exists in the spirit. Health exists in the Spirit. Peace exists in the Spirit. Joy exists in the Spirit. And so we can go through everything. But we need to walk in dominion of the Word, in the Word, and call it into being. Amen? So, I'll carry on tonight, just wrap it up tonight. But please, family, get this in your heart. Please don't walk out of here and just say and make it a glib statement. And in three weeks or six weeks, it's gone. I turned to my wife and I said, and I made a covenant with God. I said, I see what you have done in 23, Lord. And you obviously are not done. And He has blessed us. And I'm not just talking materially. We are blessed to see what God is doing in people's lives, which is the greatest thing. Do you know, do you know, little, little social thing. Do you know, I, I often have watched a lot of documentaries on the Amazon. And it's amazing, the people on the vehicle The lady had been to the Amazon. She's Brazilian. So God brings the tour guide to me. Now, you don't have to go to the Amazon. I'm not asking you to go to the Amazon. It's big mosquitoes. Don't go there. (laughs) Are you with me? So it may be a social thing. It may, or it may be all, it is invariably, it's all of them. Okay? But the priority is keep your heart full with the Word of God so that you truly can realize the more. God bless you.